Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mediocre Conversations with Tom and Drew. I'm Tom again. And I'm Drew. And this Still. is the only pot. Okay. And this is the only podcast where the only thing that we will guarantee is that you'll be hearing mediocrity. That's right. Yeah. Tom. Hey. Uh, you were gone for a couple of episodes. I'm back. Uh, you told me off the pod that you took a meditative retreat to the mountains to contemplate the gloriousness of Star Wars. Is that correct? I did. And while I was out, um, we more than doubled our estimated audience and um, broke all the records of how many people have listened in a week. So we did have some guest stars while you were. So I'm sorry. I'm back is what I'm trying to say. Well, we love you and we'll always want you to be the the main host of the podcast. But I think Um, the the guest stars. Statistically, that's incorrect. But just for that one. As you were. Right. I, I was trying to say that our guest stars that we had here while you were away were um, quite popular, Master yeah. Winkle and Master Savage. You know, the only one, the only one of our podcasts that I've listened to so far is Master Winkle's, and uh, it was enjoyable. Oh, I'm glad he and I thought I had a good conversation. He's, as you know, quite the thinker, so mm-hmm. he he asked some fantastic questions, and I hoped my answers lived up to his expectations. Well, if they didn't, he'll email us about it. <laughs> he certainly will. He loves that. Yeah. So. And then, of course, our friend Master Savage and I discussed um, The Force Awakens in last week's podcast. Oh, good. And he's starting to watch the sequel trilogy, and he's ex- very, ex- just as I w- was and am still, very excited about the character of Rey. Mm. So I hope that we get to explore the sequel trilogy with him a little bit more as he finds time to watch them. So, it's funny because I was thinking we should have him back once he's either done or as he's finishing them. And yeah, you I guys think were great. like, that's a good idea, Tom, yeah. that you never told us. We'll do it. So we just I it's I good. thought that that's probably where you would go. It's good to be retroactively listened to. I've always tried to do just that for you, because we're friends. Right. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. But so we did have a new question from a new friend of the podcast master ramsdell yeah that's how you say it yeah and so he asked which i thought was a great question uh he asked you know i'm interested in reading some of the novels Mm. you know set in star wars where would you recommend i begin and i thought to myself holy cow what a loaded question right so there's a, a bunch of different ways to approach that like you want to consider new versus old canon Mm -hmm. you know and you want to consider like do you want to throw someone asking that question like how do you want to direct them do you want to set them up with like a timeline or do you want to like try and introduce them to a like a interesting character they might be able to identify with or right and you almost have to ask them 12 questions before you give them an answer right because I don't know how many books there are. I know that there's a lot because I've seen a handful of them on your bookshelves. Yeah. But it's like, what type of story are you looking for? Is there some character that you would like to know more about? Are there Mm -hmm. care? What a different type of character that you want to know more about? Right. You know? Yeah. It's just, there should be like some sort of flow chart that you just, yes, no answers. And then you get to read this one. Okay. I ended up recommending um, the first Thrawn book in the new canon. Um, I know you're reading. uh, You you have read the first book in the the first book that includes Thrawn in the old canon. Yeah. They are both fantastic. So I didn't just throw mine away. No, no, no. That's old canon. No, that story is great. It is. That story is great. But like for someone who is looking to become slightly more than a casual. Mm hmm. You know, I thought good, you know, good character in Thrawn, new canon so that you're, you don't necessarily feel like the stuff that you're identifying with doesn't count any longer. Right. You know, but you're, I know I've got you hooked because A, your friendship with me and B, because yep. uh, you are the, one of the hosts of this podcast. So. That's true. I'm hooked by association. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. If addiction could be contagious. 
that's what I'm shooting for here. So, right. Um, what about comic books? So that's a, that's another fantastic question. So, um, thank you because now you're talking about like an, you're adding a visual element to it Mm -hmm. and it's a completely different kind of reading style. So if you're, it is, you know, so like my parents, my mom loves reading novels, but my dad has, has, does not read them at all. It's nothing he wants to dedicate his time to. So there are people like that who might just be their day doesn't allow them the time to like sit down and read or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So like a comic might make more sense. So um, if I had to recommend a comic um, there is, let me see. And I'll look it up while I'm talking. We always, that always goes really well. Um, there is a graphic novel. Uh-huh. And it's about two. Um, so it's about two Sith Lords, Exar Kun and a, another guy, a fallen Jedi um, by the name of Ulit Keldroma. And it's set way, way back in the old canon. And so we're back to old canon here. Old canon. To, to worthless canon. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to see if I can get the, uh, the name here real quick. But like, it's a fantastic series because number one, it kind of goes through how the Sith kind of keep coming back time after time again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets you uh, an idea about like the way the Jedi order ran prior to the one that we have the most exposure to. And well, that's uh, nice. Yeah. And the Mandalorians um, play a huge role in it. Um, so, um, so basically the breakdown is, is that um, there really aren't any more Sith um, as a not as a race but as a like philosophical belief system um, let's see if I can I think I got it here I think it's a part of tales it's uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi number one Ulit Keldroma mm-hmm. and the Beasts the Beast Wars of Onderon uh, by Dark Horse Comics and that is a series that you can pick up in a graphic novel format and so if you just want to get it once it's fantastic just just real quick how yeah. many how many planets are there? So I w- I don't know off the top of my head, but like um, if you want to say you like to guess referenced or like the ones that are on a map, I would say somewhere between one hundred and one hundred and fifty named okay. planets. So like not so many that you have to recycle names like Alderon and Onderon. Like correct. There's a there's a real big uh, possibility of a mix up there. Yes. They sound, and especially if like, so I remember the first time when I read the Lord of the Rings, mm. everything oh sounded God. similar. Right? Everything, like, everything is. Yeah. You know, everything in Elvish sounded like the same thing. Everything. Sauron and Saruman. Yeah. Come on. I mean, if we're going to, we're going to say, wait, which one's bad. Oh, they're both, but they're different, but okay. okay. Which is the one with the eye. Yeah. Oh, they both have eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just seems like take your point. There's so many, so many different names you could use. Why, why would you be like, someone is going to be like, yeah, I'm on Onderon. No, you're on where? Oh my God. I said, pick me up on Alderon. Yeah. And they are not close together. So, you know, another one is there is Tatooine where we've seen a number of stories take place. And there's Dantooine. Oh my God. There's a See? number of two weens. And I bet the same person discovered both of them. Sure. And he's like, you are Tatooine. And then I call this one Dantooine. Right. It's like Alexander the Great, like every yeah. city, the guy founds like 35 cities. They're all named Alex something. Right. In honor of my wife, this one's Pam Tooine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I would recommend that series. I had, I really enjoyed it. It has a lot of elements that I particularly enjoy, but there are so many Star Wars comics now mm-hmm. that, I mean, take your pick of almost anything that's you ever been Star have Wars. To, you have to be real selective, I think, at least for me personally, it'd be too daunting to, oh, because I would huge. have to, I would have to like fight my urge to want to start at the beginning because yeah. then I, I'm just like, no, I just want to immerse myself. And then it's like, oh, I have 60,000 more to go to get to the end. Right. 
I'll just ask Drew what happens yeah. on a week to week basis and piece it together. The found plan. <laughs> if I like say I won the lottery or something, I would just buy a house and I would deck it out with like a bunch of shelves and bookcases and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I would hire a dude. And then I was like, here, anything that's been printed that it's a story in Star Wars, you're in charge yeah. of buying that shit for me. So get to work. Yeah. You know, money is no object. Well, I would have enough of it at that point. I mean, but I bet you would be surprised. Right. What that shit oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah. So uh, Tales of the Jedi number one uh, would be what I would recommend for Dan for a, for a comic book. Uh, there's also another to kind of take it in the exact opposite direction. Um, there is another um, series of comics. <clears throat> called um let's see star wars legends star uh star wars legends legacy and that is a series of books that deals with luke skywalker's grandson Cade skywalker and the sith have once again taken over the galaxy and Cade has to go back and forth yeah it's a real yo-yo effect but like Cade has to reunite the jedi order to take down the Sith who have taken over the government, over the government and the galaxy. And um, the fun thing about that series to me is that the, the Sith philosophy has changed to be 180 degrees from what everyone is used to with like the rule of two. Mm -hmm. And so you get like a completely different feel for like who the Sith are. It's really quite interesting. I like, I loved it. So there's just a lot of really good comic stories out there for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. I have a friend who does another podcast where him and one of his friends, they just review one of the most recent comics that comes out every week. They read it and then review it. It's kind of neat. That's neat. Plug them. Go ahead and plug it. I can't remember show. the name. Otherwise I would. Excellent. Sorry. Excellent. Remotely friends here on. <laughs> he told me once too. Shit. Uh, I'll try and remember it. Yeah, well, if you if or you I'll figure talk it out, about we'll, it later, we'll plug it for him. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you mentioned today, yep, that you wanted to talk about Obi Wan, yeah, the Jedi mm-hmm. that lost everything. Okay, so I saw someone put that out on Twitter, and I wanted to talk about it because. I think it really highlights this idea of attachment, right? So we're never going to be done talking about attachment. Which means we'll never be done arguing about attachment. Correct. So, but this is, I think this would be a new chapter for us, right? So her tweet was this picture that Obi-Wan is sitting in like the, the entrance of a cave, looking out over the desert wastes of Tatooine, right? And he's got, he's all by himself. The order's destroyed. Luke's with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. There's nothing. <laughs> He's, mm-hmm. He lives in a cave now, you know, like the, considering that he used to live in the Jedi Temple. Right. Like, it's from the trailer, right? Yeah. 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 And so the trailer was fantastic. Of course, I would say that because I love, he's my favorite character. And um, uh, why is he your favorite character? Well, largely because he represents, outside of maybe Yoda, he represents the kind of textbook Jedi that you would, if you wanted someone to grow up and be like the quintessential, like good guy by the book, straight laced Jedi Knight, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Really? I mean, he's not a hundred percent perfect. Okay. But I mean, as far as we get in like the story, he's about as perfect as it gets. So, so, how do you feel about things that were like deleted scenes from the movie mm-hmm. or like scenes that were written, but didn't end up making it. I don't even know if they shot them. Well, <laughs> the reason I ask is, is there, I believe there is like a scene, a scene from the script or whatever, which is Obi-Wan talking to Padme, I think. Okay. He's talking to someone. He's basically like, "I know what's sure. going on." Right. 
uh, I just hope it doesn't turn back. I don't know. I don't know how that, how the whole scene ends, but he's, he's basically just like, no, I know. How do we, how do I, I see him every day. How do I not know? Correct. Right. What's going on. Right. Also, I have the force. So I really know what the dude's feeling. (laughs) Right. Right. It seems to buzz a lot when she's around him and you know, yeah. So like, how do you feel about that sort of thing, which was written never sort of the idea was so when, when, when they write movies, right. They Mm -hmm. kind of have a whole thing or when they write books and characters for books, they have a whole sort of story figured out for them. Right. Yep. And um, so like a large part of assuming George Lucas writes this way anyway, a large part of Obi-Wan's character development was written with that scene. True. Right. For all intents and purposes. Right. So like the fact that it wasn't actually shot, does that, remove it from canon and we we don't have to we don't get to discuss it or so my thoughts are no we can certainly discuss it like everything's on the table to discuss but like and i'm not certain if like deleted scenes or like outtakes and stuff like that that would depict something else like they they have made things about concept art canon so i mean i'm not certain if it does count but to me if it's in the if you buy a DVD and it's included in there, mm-hmm. it might as well be, you know, because they're choosing right. to show it to you. Right. So, and the other day on the internet, someone was like, which part of it? A Twitter. Okay. The, the forum for good public discourse. So on Twitter, someone put up this post that was like, um shakti is still out there she's gonna lead this rebellion and like bring everybody back together and i was like uh, i wish that was the case but anakin straight up killed her in the temple right so like right because she appeared in very short order she appeared in like a video game where anakin or the player character um fought her for uh-huh. her as like a boss on like a boss level yeah yeah and then uh revenge of the sith either like came back out again with like extended scenes or something and then in the extras there was this deleted scene where anakin walks into the jedi council chamber where you know he got made a master and Mm -hmm. all that stuff yeah and she's just sitting there meditating and he just walks up behind her and the the inference is that he kills her and that she had seen a vision of her own death at his hands and just accepts that that's what fate is. <clears throat> and so I pointed that out to that dude on the internet. So now I'm kind of, I kind of can't say, Oh, the extras don't really count. Cause I've literally quoted them as canon to some dude on the internet. So I'd be a real asshole if I said that ah, doesn't count in this case. Right. So I would have to, I, I guess I fall down on the side that they count. Like if you saw something after the credits, like that counts. Sure. To me at least. So, so this tweet that I saw where it said like the Jedi who lost everything, mm-hmm. he didn't really lose anything. If you believe as the Jedi believe. Yeah. Like <clears throat> he doesn't get to live in the Jedi temple anymore in Coruscant. He, he would not consider that losing something. You know, he doesn't get to see Yoda and all the people that he grew up with any, you know, grew up with and worked with and like lived with, but they're with the force now. And I think that he would be, I mean, certainly like as a person, he's going to have emotions of loss, but like, I think what he would say was that he's happier that they're with the force. than like he, like he selfishly wanting them to be there so that he is, he feels better. Uh-huh. You know, like, I think, I think where the loss and what the tweet was trying to represent was that it was like, he lost Anakin. You know, like Anakin right. was his friend. It was his, it was his Padawan. Like he was his mentor and, you know, he fell to the dark side and he lost him like that. And then Obi-Wan, I believe is under the impression that he's dead. Or at least, I mean, I think, I, I think that's why you leave someone next to a, a lava flow after watching them burn when you turn them into a quadriplegic is that the, you know, assumption is, is they're not going to be able to make it out. <laughs> yeah which i still think was pretty cruel of him to do it was not great i mean like i know that i've argued his side in the past on the podcast yeah but like 
also still not great. I, yeah. I don't, I don't advocate for people doing that to other people. And again, leave them a ton of choice, but like still not great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now you would say that that was not very Jedi of him then. So probably. I, I don't know what, I think what we talked about the last time this came up was that my stance was he can't just go down and kill him once he did what he'd done. Cause that, I mean, I don't know that there was a perfect answer from him at that point after Anakin had caught on fire. He took his lightsaber. He did turns take his around lightsaber. and leaves. Right? Yep. Yep. Now either, either now these are obviously not the only two binary reasons, but either he couldn't kill him. Mm-hmm. because he cared about him too much which is very un-jedi like correct or he wanted him to suffer as he died well i think it's probably the former i mean if i had to choose between those two reasons i would i would have picked the former sure um i don't know that obi that i've ever seen any example of obi-wan wishing harm on somebody and that's that would be very much that i feel mm-hmm um, you know, my stance is, has been that he couldn't bring himself to do it once the, you know, the actual fight had stopped. Sure. I mean, if it was you and me there, I don't know that I I could kill you. Even if I was just like screaming and you just saw me like choke my wife because I was really, mad at you. It was a really down point for Anakin. I was... <laughs> possibly at his very worst but like well i think i feel like the killing the kids part was probably like that's certainly in the running he yeah i mean at some point he dug a crawl space under his all-time low for sure but uh like if we had to uh i mean sometime what might be a good idea for the podcast is at some point it's march madness right Mm -hmm. we could make us you know a 64 point bracket of the worst shit that anakin's ever done and actually see (laughs) what the winner is just discuss it yeah 64 might be a lot that we could probably break it down i bet we could do 32 16 for sure we might have to get 16. pretty minute there but yeah 16 is is easy with the if you had the clone wars <laughs> right right yeah yeah but it didn't do the regardless of why obi-wan didn't right effectively finish off anakin skywalker it didn't do the galaxy any favors. Mm-hmm. Right. He could have ended. I mean, there just would have been a different Darth, obviously, but Anakin was hella powerful, right? Yeah, he was. And is like, yeah, he is, which I feel like Darth Vader does a disservice at showing that. Well, so I agree with you. And uh, even when you take into account, like, the video games that he's been in, the comic books, the, the books. Yeah. The, you know, anything that represents Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader. I never really got a sense that like, the closest thing I ever got to like, oh shit, it's Vader is like Rogue One in yeah. the hallway when he just <laughs> cleaves through all those rebel troopers. That's the bad, most badass Vader part. And it was like, what, 37 seconds, something very short. I mean, if it was 37 seconds, Anakin was taking his time. <laughs> yeah. Because those dudes just straight up didn't have a chance. He was just playing with his food. Which was probably just like a limitation of the times, mm-hmm. right? It's it's interesting to try and write a super badass villain for what's essentially a kid's movie. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great point because they are, according to George Lucas, aimed at kids. So he, the pairing of Star Wars and Disney makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, they're not, we've talked about this before, like they're not supposed to be horrifically violent, you know, right. to like show Anakin at his absolute worst. I think you need to be pretty violent. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You kind of, he kind of had to sell it on just, just people, the reverence people had for him where like, you know, he yeah. kind of, if he paused or, or, um, you could feel him glaring at you because you can't see him glaring at you, right? Right. 
but if you felt him glaring at you, like everyone in the room was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Everyone stay so the, calm. The, the part to me, um, it doesn't show how powerful Anakin is per se, but the, the part to me that they nailed that showed me how far he'd fallen mm-hmm. and, and was more Darth Vader than Anakin Skywalker was this part in Rebels, <clears throat> so spoilers ahead, where Ahsoka and Ezra and Kanan all ended up in the Sith temple. And they were after a holocron, and Vader shows up. And Ahsoka basically sacrifices herself so that Kanan and Ezra can get away. And through this encounter, she has her worst fears confirmed that Darth Vader what w- you know is Anakin Skywalker mm. and they fight and in the fight she had she manages to land a blow that cuts open a portion of his mask where you can see his eye and it's just yellow and orange and um that's what happens when you're all full of Sith power right correct yeah your eye color changes or it's like almost looks like fire and they have this conversation and she's basically like remorseful that, you know, what has become of him. And like, he takes a look at her and he's just like, you know, Anakin Skywalker is dead. And he, you know, it's effectively like, and you're about to be, and like mm-hmm. comes at her like, and I mean, next to Obi-Wan and Padme, like she meant more to him than any person alive. Yeah. Uh, he was her teacher. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. For reference. Everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, you know, I even realized that, like, I'd always kind of held out this shred of hope that, like, Anakin Skywalker was in there somewhere. Yeah. But it's really not until Luke shows up that they find a part of him to, like, and drag him back out of the, you know, the dark, you know, the dark side of the force. And it only could have been Luke. Yeah. Now, this this whole Sith thing is interesting because mm-hmm. most of the time bad guys feel that they are right. Yes. Right? Like that's the whole, like, no, yeah, I'm going to destroy half the world, but it's so that the other part of the world can live. Right. The Thanos principle, right? Yeah. Most recent, I think is that, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But like the Sith spoilers, the Sith are just like more power, please. There, there cannot be enough power. And, no. uh, I want all of it. And so that was the whole premise of like what's known as the rule of two philosophy right. started by Darth Bane was that the Sith were going to stay in the shadows and slowly accumulate power in all forms, monetarily, politically, through the force until they were able to destroy the Jedi order completely and take over. And that's exactly what Darth Sidious did. And that's why he is the last sith lord in the rule of two philosophy and then he abandons that philosophy because he tries to live forever right because he's a tool typical tool right so i don't know very much about obi-wan aside (laughs) from uh he was old and then he was young (laughs) and a good negotiator oh kenobi (laughs) And that was that's about it. <laughs> Obviously, there's more more about him in like the uh, no no where where where's his history and where where's he talked about more? So he is he you know he's brought up in a new hope, uh huh. And then we we get more of him in the he's, prequel. He's, he's brought down in a new hope. Yeah, he's in it for about two thirds of the film. <laughs> And uh, then we get him in the prequel trilogy, a lot of him, right? Yeah. Like he's uh, Qui-Gon's apprentice. Yep. And then he's Anakin's uh, master. And then we have Revenge of the Sith where they go their separate ways. Um, and then, but the Clone Wars television show is really the source for almost all characters now to, to flesh out who they are as people in the story. Mm-hmm. And so... You get, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20 episodes for seven years. 
you know, it's a lot of opportunities to tell some stories about a lot of people. And so, you know, we get Ahsoka at the beginning of that, like they flesh out a character called Asajj Ventress, who uh, we, I don't believe we've ever talked about, but is mm -hmm. a interesting character that I think they could do a lot with. Um, I'm hoping that we see her in maybe Andor or Tandor, maybe Standor. Well, that's the, there's maybe, a new show coming maybe out. Maybe Pandor. Year. Oh, okay. Yeah. You remember the guy from Rogue One, right? Andor. Uh, yeah. Cassian. Andor Clegan. Sometimes you can be a real challenge to do this podcast <laughs> with. <laughs> but, but yeah. So after the Kenobi show comes out, yeah, and it's going to run late May through probably July. I think that we will get the Andor series sometimes maybe early fall, and then that's going to be followed up by season three of Mandalorian at the end of the year. Oh right? Get, yeah. Buy your tickets because it's probably the last one. Get hyped. Kind of, good, kind of. Good. Hmm? I, I mean, I, I I'll I'll watch anything Mandalorian related, right? Yeah. Me too. I've started I've started going through. I found a website that says watch all of these TV shows that reference Mandalorians. Mm. so i'm i'm i've just started that um but i think that part of the part of the <clears throat> what am i trying to say you it's possible yeah. to outwork some of these stories like a lot of them are good just as small things maybe you know too much of a good thing is never a good thing sort of you know well i mean I for agree some of you. us yeah yeah i agree with you um, but so I was kind of surprised to see Disney come out with a, a statement a couple of weeks back that said that they're creating something called the Mando verse. Okay. So I tried to figure out what it was and yeah. it was shockingly light on the description. It's just mandatory. That's right. what they meant. And so I think what it is, is it's the stories that are being told in this time frame of the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. Sure. I did hear, and I hope that it's true that they are planning another Mandalorian show, maybe a year or two down the line with Katie Sackhoff as the lead. She plays Bo-Katan. Oh, okay. The, the girl that wants the dark saber. Yeah. Uh, and it, it would be about her from like the fall of Mandalore leading up to the Mandalorian, I think, with her and her Night Owl group. And I would be all about that shit. Well, that'll be interesting because we're kind of going to, I imagine season three will show us the end result of their quest to get the Darksaber and for her to rule Mandalore. I'm assuming she's going to be in the third season. Oh, I think that she's going to be the main antagonist in the third season. Yeah, so to the, they like to do this where they're like, look at this cool thing. Now let's yeah. show you where it came from. Okay, right. now look at this cool thing. Let me show you where it came from. You know, People love backstories. They do, which is interesting about, um, about Star Wars because it does a lot of it. And I, I know the other comic book movies do too, like Wolverine did it. They did it for X-Men. Yep. Uh, but Marvel, Marvel hasn't. No, no, Marvel's done it too. They did it for. Um, oh no, no, they didn't. I was thinking for whatever Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow character is. They did that was just sort of like a an extra thing, not not really an origin story. Right. But like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And so, my guess is. And it's, that's all it is, is that Bo-Katan's going to die in the third season. I don't think she she's going to end up ruling Mandalore. I think he's going to end up ruling Mandalore. Yeah. Or he or he dies because then they, then they can't make any more can't do that. shows of it, right? I doubt that he will die. No. But if you, because... Um, the reluctant king is always the best king. Right, exactly. That's true. Um, but because um, Gina Carano shot her mouth off on Twitter and right. got fired from the show, they had to scrap Rangers of the New Republic. So they have an opening in their show slate mm -hmm. that they could dedicate another show to. And I mean, Mandalorians are just so unbelievably popular right now that I just can't believe that they would be like, 
well, we could finish this trident until right. Boba's side of things and Mando's side of things and Bo's side of things. And then we can have this like conclusion where we can bring, you know, Mandalorian season three, we're like Boba Fett shows up and Mando and Bo-Katan duke it out. And then it's like, we'll get her backstory after the fact. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that sounds cool. It does, but why, why not? Like, is it, is that, better than just like introducing someone and then moving forward with that person. So I'm not to me personally, but like yeah. if I had to say like the, what train is Disney on right now, sure. as far as their storytelling, sure. I would be like, uh, yeah, they are on. It's like, Oh, you like that? Well, here's more, but Correct. in this way, right. We're going to, yeah. we'll put a yellow bow on this present. That's the same exact thing. What was it? Pat Oswalt had a joke in his mm-hmm. stand up, you know, where it's just like, Hey, in the new talking about the uh, prequel trilogies, and he's like, "Hey, in the new one, you're gonna see uh, Anakin." He's like, "Oh, sweet!" Turns into Darth Vader. Well, yeah, but you're gonna see him as a baby, and then uh, and it's like, okay, fine. And the next movements, we're gonna see uh, Boba Fett. Oh, sweet! He's he's a great. Yeah, but you're gonna see him as a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, okay, well that. I thought it was going to be cool. And now you're just showing me a bunch of babies, right. you know, but that's, I guess that's star Wars. Doesn't have to, doesn't have to rush anything. Right. They get to take no. their time and just kind of, they are here forever. Do so, it. I mean, in all seriousness, yeah. like now that they have, like they effectively have their own streaming platform. I mean, they have, they own, I think they own ILM. Yes. You know, and all, and all that stuff. Wait, Disney I mean, owns ILM now. I think so. Don't they? Oh, I mean, that was the part of, yeah. I, mean, I, I know it was part of, I know it was the production company that George Lucas started that, you know, they were there for all of the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I paid $4 billion for something, I would want ILM as well in the deal. Sure. sure. But I don't know that for certain. But, um, I mean, they have six additional shows that we haven't seen yet planned, not including Kenobi. And there's like at least that many movies that are in like pre-production. And I heard that Daisy Ridley just signed on for three more projects, not necessarily films, but I'm hoping it's Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he's supposed to have. So I, I mean, I would love them to do what you just said, which is to like take a character and like, we are traveling with them into the future and not just constantly looking at their past. Like if you show me, Daisy Ridley's coming up as a child because we saw her when she was like, what? Yeah, like a nineteen, six, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, oh, like in the in the film, she's like a yeah, yeah, an adult, just be just an adult. Are are we gonna see her as a baby? No, I doubt it. Because I don't want that. No one, no. I mean, like, you know, what would be I, good, but if they showed those those people's origins, but like they were just background characters in somebody else's main storyline, you know? So I love that you said that because one of my all time favorite TV shows is a show that was on HBO called Rome. Yeah. And it's set in the Julian Caesar, Julius Caesar rise to power era, like the Republic's ending the empire's beginning. And so you cover Julius Caesar's, rise to power as dictator of rome and then until octavian takes over as emperor of rome and it follows these two soldiers and like they unwittingly have an effect on all of these key major players throughout history and it's like oh this dude tripped on a ho- over you know tripped near a horse and spooked the horse and the horse ran out into the forum and knocked this guy down and he got blamed for this thing that you know actually occurred in history and i'm like uh, yeah I was getting the jokes while I was watching the show and I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. this show is fantastic. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that would be cool if you yeah. saw, you know, a couple of like, look at me, I'm the star of the show, but then, Oh, Hey, is that, Oh, do you remember in Deadpool when they had, when he was in the mansion? Yeah. Visiting Colossus and they, he always like, where is everybody else? And then the, all, the whole staff is like in the store <laughs> and they just shut it. So he doesn't know that they're there. Yeah. Something like that would be really great. That'd be film. good. Yeah, it was a funny joke. Now there aren't there aren't very many 
female Darths. Um, on television, yes, that's correct. Why is that? Uh, number one, I think that Star Wars uh, came from an era where there was a lot of male dominated. They do have a specific everything. audience, don't they? I think that the audience is overwhelmingly male because it uh, yeah. adheres to a lot of things that male men really enjoy, mostly violence. And well, it is ninety-one percent of our listenership. But shout out to that nine percent. We are also males, and so yeah, I would I would love to know. And if we have female listeners, I would love to know what you would like us to talk about. So if you have that uh, constructive criticism for us, email us at mediocreconversations at gmail dot com, and we'll see if we can bring a little bit bit of that to the show. So, but in in Star Wars. I'll call it the past, like the in-universe past. There were like Darth Bane's first apprentice was a young, a young girl. Her uh-huh. name was Zana, uh-huh. and she eventually killed him and took over the Sith. And her apprentice was a woman. You know, and okay. there have been and so like um, in the old canon, uh, Luke battled this um, kind of a dark acolyte of Darth Vader's named Lady Lumaya, who actually corrupted helped to corrupt um, Han and Han Solo and Leia's oldest son, Jason to the dark side. And then he became Darth Kytus, you know? And so there have been prominent female characters in the dark side of the force for a long time. Um, You know, when we get more female characters in video games, like Mm -hmm. there was Bastila Shan in the KOTOR video games for Xbox, her great grandmother, I believe, Satil Shan shows up in the uh, the Old Republic MMO, and these all of these women hold very very prominent roles in their stories, you know. And so, I think it would be fantastic. I mean, and I I think that Ray is a great character, and I was when I watched The Force Awakens, which we talked about with Steve last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's the perfect character to to turn the torch over mm. to the next era i mean i i just i think that character is super fascinating and i i would be up for basically any story that they told moving forward with her so but yeah um they could certainly put them in the movies more sure now it seems like the sith are obviously like the main bad people they seem yeah. to they seem to be responsible for damn near every terrible thing that's happening for the yes. most part at least like directly right most yeah. of the most of the bad people outside of that are all just trying to keep the status quo it's more it's more about it's more classist i think when mm-hmm. you don't have special powers it's more about earning and keeping your power financially through means of keeping lower privileged people down yeah, absolutely. It, it seems to be that. Um, <clears throat> but are there other like really bad people that are mentioned in this in in the universe that aren't force sensitive? Well, the Huts are really bad, and they're typically not force sensitive. They're like an. Ugh, could you imagine a force sensitive worm? There probably has been. That'd one. be crazy. Well, yeah. yeah. That I mean, poor, like, uh, can you imagine him showing up to fucking? Jedi Academy first day just slithering in there like one of you what's up although they talk weird right not weird but like hoba dude hoba right right that's my um sorry no Stephen the hut that is not correct (laughs) um right I don't know that there's ever been a hut that's been in the Jedi order that would be an interesting trivia question but I, I would say that the huts have been a very non-force sensitive evil group. I mean, they're effectively the mob. But again, that's um, that's more about that's more about going into impoverished towns and making them pay you for protection and right. uh, keep it to keep you safe and also, you know. So then I guess I mean, so I guess the other kind of bad guy groups in star wars would be their pirates are always been very well represented space pirates okay why has there not been very many space pirates shown right now well so 
I guess my take on it would be that they're not a big enough threat to really warrant. I mean, they're a, they're an omnipresent threat to lots of people, but there's not like one that's so big and powerful that it threatens like society to like call in Jedi. Right. Right. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, again, I would love more star Wars stuff that, that barely had any Jedi in them. I understood. Yep. Which solo has pirates, a fair bit of pirates in it. Correct. Yep. The crew that he ran with. Yeah. And, and against. Yep. Uh, and against. Um, but like, yeah, not very much outside of that. So I, I, there's just like the sense that there's so many other things going on that aren't even shown or hardly shown throughout yeah, you the have whole to, thing. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like, if you're going to watch the, the films and the TV shows, largely that's going to be dealing with or has dealt with sure. top level top 0.1% threats obviously the 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 most interesting sort Correct. of yeah. right right and so then we get we get something like uh the book of boba fett and the mandalorian which is reduced in scale in comparison to the films right right and so we get scaled down threats we get the pike syndicate instead of the sith you know in the mm-hmm. book of boba fett and then like in you know the mandalorian it's basically like these individual threats that are coming after grogu with the overarching stormtroopers going after him correct right, right. so like the remnants of the empire what remnants what, what are they doing it and so um i think that another group that you could bring in uh that isn't necessarily uh jedi based or force based would be something like if you wanted to give like one of those um commercial like commerce groups that that formed the separatists back during Mm. the clone wars like if you wanted to show like what the techno union was doing or the banking clan or the um i don't know there's other people that made up that group but i can't remember them right now so um trade guilds or whatever like people have really made fun of that for a long time because they Uh were in the prequel trilogy and it was like we don't care about trade routes and i was like neither does the film they're trying to set up the (laughs) problem right like so but if you showed someone like i care about the trade routes damn it what's going on with them well so you i mean you would care because you love that kind of like (laughs) very specific thing about star wars and so you could use them as a group that's like predatory and like hurting people then maybe like mando or the plucky group of smugglers like fights them off that kind of thing yeah um there's in the video games there is this kind of shadowy hut-esque group called the exchange which is like an underground crime ring yeah and so you could use something like them and bring them back into the present um darth maul at the end of the solo film she flies the weird looking ship away from han solo uh, mm-hmm. the mother of dragons and yeah the, yeah, yeah. The, the guy that she's going to meet is darth maul who had started something called the shadow syndicate which was all these different groups of like criminals and he merged them into one super criminal group called the shadow syndicate yeah and so, like, the Pikes were a part of that. The Huts were a part of that. You know, Death Watch, which is a, an offshoot of the Mandalorians, where um, Mando's group is actually derived from. Yeah. Um, they were a part of that. So, like, that could very well still exist up until the time that Obi kills Maul. So, <clears throat> there's just a lot of cool stuff out there. Right. You know, and so, like we've talked about this and like i i certainly would love to see more star wars broader star wars like mm-hmm. so one of the shows that i'm really excited about that's coming up is called the acolyte which is going to be a female focused um mystery thriller television show okay that i that i believe is going to the the main i guess it would be protagonist um is a female force user who has to go on this like figure it out quest 
and so I and it's like oh, what is her name Natasha she has red hair she was an American Pie oh okay yeah Natasha L something I don't know I can't remember her name she's in it she's the star and so I'm just she's ready a Russian for that doll show. I think yeah she was on a show called Russian Doll yep and so yeah. the oh the showrunner for, for Russian Doll sounds is awesome. the person yeah the showrunner for Russian Doll is the one doing the fun, the show for Star Wars. Oh shit! And then she's bringing Natasha last name along with her, and I think it's going to be fantastic. That's going to be amazing. Hopefully. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm talking? I like can't tell. Idiot. I can't tell if you're oh, no. I'm being very serious. Okay, cool. No, she's great. Russian Doll was was super interesting and dark. Oh, cool. So, well, so I imagine like, this will be really good. I mean, so I'm like, so that's something like, once again, on Twitter, like I saw someone that was like, um, they said something like, guys, we don't need super violent, super sexualized Star Wars. And I was like, you're right. We don't need super sexualized Star Wars. <laughs> but the violent, the violent thing could, could happen. So like, you just put it on at night, the kids sure. go to bed and it's aimed more at That's like, right. Your Star Wars after dark. You know, basically, it's like you're aimed at like the the generation that's older than the one that you're typically aiming at, that, right? Right. So, I wouldn't mind a little bit more of that, but I mean, I gotta to imagine make, they're going to at some point. I mean, I mean, like Disney's been making the same kids movie for like the last fifty years. I mean, yeah. like, so I mean, I mean, they only change when like this, people stop buying it, you know? So like. It's true. I just I think that like in Star Wars is like that. I mean, as soon like, as we run out of kids, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not likely to happen anytime soon. So no. But yeah, I mean, I would I would like it. See, I just don't think Disney wants to rock the boat with like having it like being like a more niche show. Yeah. But I I would like them to do. I would like them to at least test the waters a little bit to see if it could be successful. Yeah. Because you you have two great people running Star Wars now in Dave Filoni and John Favreau. So, I mean, you know, and people give Kathleen Kennedy, who was the main um, motivator, motivating factor behind the sequel trilogy, a bunch of shit for like, quote unquote, not doing a good job with Star Wars. Go, go back oh and check God. and see, see where those, the sequel trilogy ranks in all time highest grossing films. And then tell me that the person who helped make that didn't do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, every, just everyone, everyone listening, just calm down about yeah. everything. Okay, guys? Just relax. Just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't try and make it what you want it to be because what you want it to be is probably dumb. So just enjoy it for what everyone actually made it. Yeah. I mean, there's, okay. there's got to be something about Star Wars that everyone out there could please donate to us enjoy. too. Please. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awkward time to ask for money. Stop fucking doing that. Okay. Idiots. Uh, you can subscribe to us now, by the right. way. And, uh, <laughs> A born salesman. Just a born salesman. Oh man, I couldn't I couldn't sell an umbrella to a lady on when it's raining. So that's that might be true. Yeah. <clears throat> but I would love to see you try. Well, obviously, I mean we'll see how it goes, but we obviously need more guests. Everyone seems to enjoy that. Well, I mean, we're always happy to to have guests. I mean, like it's true. I mean, there's been. I mean, when the episode where give me a I, break from carrying the show. You know what I mean, guys? That's accurate. I mean, without without you here to ask me questions, this is me ranting at people. You know, that's never proven to be effective. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I mean, like we we would love to. You know, maybe we should be searching out some people in Star Wars to see if they would like to come on the podcast. Hey, who wants to be on a podcast? That is was that... a little bit more on the nose than oh, what I was thinking, okay. but uh, I bet you, the right I bet. spirit. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, I was listening to um, your your one podcast with uh, Master Winkle, which was great, by the way. I really Thank enjoyed you. it. I laughed a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some gripes, though. Oh, what's that? Well, you mentioned how Sam Jackson had a very minor character in the in the 
prequel trilogy and and i don't think he was very minor no he's the one that he's the one that basically made anakin all pissy about not becoming a master he 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 sort of forced him into the arms of uh palpatine and then he tried to murder palpatine and that was like a turning point well right but like that was the turning point for anakin sort of when he when he killed him mm-hmm. or caused him to die, I, I can't remember if he actually killed him or if he just let Palpatine kill him. Well, Anakin cuts his hand off and then Pelp zaps him. There we go. Him. So they double teamed him. So like that was like the turning point for Anakin of when he actually like turned mm-hmm. to the dark side, right? Yes, that was the threshold yeah, moment. Super minor. Super minor. So like okay, so his his character does not get a ton of screen time, but he plays an important role. Mm-hmm. So you were happy? you only speaking? Are you only speaking minor in terms of screen time? Is well, I mean, it? like he doesn't have because if that's the case, the iceberg was a minor character in Titanic. Yeah, by my definition, that's accurate. Uh-huh. Wasn't didn't have a ton of screen time, but played a really right. big role. Barely any. I don't know why we're arguing it. I thought you just agreed with me. So no, I mean, like, no, he's not minor. Is what I'm saying. He's major. You know, if you would like, I could get you the Mace Windu fan club email address, and you could sign up. But like, who do you think made the fan club? Oh, I, my my apologies. But yeah. so here's my thing about Mace, right? Like, I feel like he was a monster truck that they designed and brought to a kid's party, right? Like it was oh, just sure. like, like, here's this guy. He's number two in the order. He's human. So, I mean, like he has, he has got to have just uh, a backstory, just chock full of amazing stuff. Right. Yeah. We don't know very much about that. And you're right. He was very prickly. Let's call it with Anakin. Mostly because I think that he yeah. didn't trust Anakin. I, th- I think he basically was like, I don't want you here. And he treated him like that s- since he was 10. Yeah, he was very um I don't I don't, I don't want to say confrontational, but like standoffish. Well, he's there was like friction between him and Anakin for some reason. Right. right. You know, and I don't know if it was just like maybe he resented the fact that that Yoda overruled him and let Obi train Anakin and he was then a part of the order or he just didn't enjoy the like nature of the way that Anakin was brought up in the order or like the attention he got paid or the specialness about him. Yeah. You know, but like sometimes the the teachers that teach us the most are the ones that we like strive to you know prove ourselves to you know and i don't know maybe mace was taking the approach i don't think so but like it's possible that he was taking the approach where like i'm not going to coddle this this kid i mean everyone else effectively coddles anakin yeah you know <clears throat> so but ultimately when it comes right down to it i just think like sometimes you just get a vibe about somebody and it's just like mm, dude i just i don't know what it is but you and i are not friends i get the sense that that dude's gonna like kill kids if you let him he was right. He was right. Yeah. yeah. Spot so, on, Mace. Yeah. He, right when he was falling the 1,000 stories to the ground, he probably was like, I have time to remember that I was dead on balls about this kid. Oh, yeah. I like to think he was just like, you know, I can still feel like my hand is there. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I can see that it's not, but I'm like wiggling my finger. It feels like yeah. fucking Anakin splat. That's- I very much feel like he had an experience like Loki did in like the third oh, yeah. I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like, I mean, Coruscant is oh, man, deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. It's like the opposite of its sister planet, Lorisant. Okay, you got to stop with the names, right? <laughs> like, I I see what you're doing, but I mean, like, just know when the joke's tapped out. Never. Although we will probably reference Lorisant in future episodes. Oh, this is a trope now. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm here for it. That's excellent. So, but my point with Mace is, I guess I'm a little disappointed that more wasn't done with Mace in the films because I mean, like, but if there's a, if there's a place where you can cut time, it's probably with that character. 
Was he in well, um, Clone Wars? So he was in a couple episodes of Clone Wars. He also decapitated Jango. Uh, yeah. 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 He unchained him from his head, from, from the rest of his body. Yes, he did. Um, Nailed it. Okay. Yeah. So how minor is he? Well, I mean, so like, okay, but like, let me ask you this, man. Like when you stack Mace Windu up against characters like Yoda, Padme, Jar Jar Binks even. I mean, like he has as much screen time in the, in the prequel trilogy as Jar Jar does. Are you, Jar Jar, Jar Jar is only more popular or you would maybe consider him more, not more popular, but more major because of all the hate that he got afterwards. So, yeah. Okay. So like irrelevant, you know, oh my gosh, but like, it doesn't matter how you feel about Mace Windu. Like I don't necessarily approve or disapprove of the character. All I'm saying is that like, he was brought in for very specific reasons. So like he just wasn't on screen a ton. Yeah. You know, and so I just don't know how major a character he could be when he might have like 20 minutes of screen time through the like those three movies. Sure. But like those 20 minutes mattered, you know, like pivotal. Right. I mean, yeah, you could you could easily make that argument. And I don't know that I could just talk against it, to be honest, but. I mean, so I'm trying to make you happy here, but like, I still don't think that like. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. But like, um, you know, he doesn't occupy the, the same kind of space in the story that say like a, a Yoda or an Obi-Wan does. No, no. You know, and so in that sense, I would consider him to be, you know, as effectively not. Screen time to um, doing things that had a large effect ratio. Yeah, it's pretty big though. Yeah, he has a he has a good ratio, whatever. That, yeah, yeah, whatever we want to call that. Right. The if he was ratio. if he was on screen, something important was happening, just right. about every time, except for the one time he, he escorted somebody and didn't say anything. <laughs> That's, That's the true. only time, right? So yeah, so whether that was going to Geonosis, whether that was talking about Anakin's like future in the order with on the military plane about the prophecy, yeah, whether that's Anakin cutting off his hand, whether that's him taking down the Emperor, and you know, all the rest of the Jedi Masters going out like bitches in that scene. You know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this. Are we done? Oh I know it's only it's been it's been an hour. Um I wish that I had any sort of encyclopedic knowledge about anything the mm-hmm. way that you do about Star Wars. Well, I'll tell you this, Tom. If you start right now, by the time that you're 70, you can achieve <laughs> that goal. It's ridiculous because I could see him. Mm-hmm. I can see Drew right now. And he is not looking shit up when he's like, oh, this person who is this person's mom who showed up and and from this place. And she did. This is just him. He's like, oh, this one was in that game, that video game one time. Uh, Yeah, she she actually goes over here and he is part of that. It's insane. How much, you know, and can recall about this entire thing. I'm actually super flattered. So. No, it's crazy. And then not, not to even, he's sharing that much space, everybody with sports, (laughs) with all sports, every player that has ever set foot on the, on the field and or court, he'll tell you what you want to know about them and why they're bad or good. It's insane. I appreciate that. You also have, you also have a sports podcast, don't you? So I, well, it doesn't have any listeners except the people that get there, baby doll. Oh, I got you. We have lots of listeners. So please you don't, don't reference it at all. Oh, okay. Um, just, just say the name. So it's called the casual GM podcast. It's it an is. examination of what I would consider to be the correct way to build a football team through the, through the lens of the Detroit lions. There you go. So they are the example I use to make points as to 
how one constructs a team. Because to me, the, the more fun thing about sports than necessarily watching or playing them is like, how do you build one in order to win titles? That's what yeah. I care about. Yeah. And so um, our, our, our friend of ours, Mike, uh, who is now a permanent co-host on the podcast. Oh, nice. I didn't yep. know that. Uh, it's a very recent development. He and I um, will occasionally uh, have That's a discussion. hilarious because they have fought about sports far was, more than I have fought with my wife about anything. In the vociferously fighting. I mean, like, been married. there have been times where I was just like, I can't talk to him anymore. And then it was like, I mean, this most recent time, it was like six weeks. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't talk or make an effort. Now they're co-hosts. Right. We're back on the same train. So if you're looking for something about sports, primarily football, primarily the Detroit Lions, about team building. It's a niche market. It's a very niche market. Tune in to the Casual GM Podcasts. All right. I just wanted to throw it. I didn't mean for you to do a whole fucking three-minute commercial. I'm really confused. Commercial. You knowing me the way that you know me, I'm really confused what you thought I was going to. Yeah, everybody. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, Drew is Drew's verbose. I'm what's known as an over-explainer. Yeah. See, what an over-explainer is, it's when somebody uh, really likes to take their time. Anyway. All right. Uh, my kind words were not meant to, to only um, lead into your own plug of your podcast. It just happened okay. that way. Okay. <clears throat> Because it is impressive. Uh, but if you made it this far, I'm not, I'm not being, don't shake your head. I'm not being <laughs> facetious. I'm being sincere. Hard. Hard to tell. You know, it's a problem because I had to explain to my boss three times a day. I was not being sarcastic. I was being serious about saying some things. So yeah. I've, there may be, there may be a thing that maybe I'm too sarcastic at times, but um, you know, yeah, you're putting out uh, a vibe today. It's gotten me uh, this far, so I'm not going to fucking change it. Uh, anyway, thanks, everybody, for hanging out and listening. Again, if you want to email us with um, thoughts, concerns, questions, comments, anything, just talk to us. I mean, we like getting emails, but Master Winkle so far is um, leading the pack. and well, He's way out in front. We'd like to hear from everybody else. Uh, MediocreConversations at gmail.com. Excellent. Yeah. Just like the show. That's right. I didn't want to get too creative with it. Yeah, that's good. Simple is best. And uh, we'll be sure to respond. We guarantee right now, we guarantee mediocre responses. That's that's accurate. Yeah. As anyone who's made it to this point in the podcast would know. (laughs) Right. But thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Drew. It's good to see you again. It's been a minute. I missed you, man. I know. I missed you, too. And we'll talk to you later. May the force be with you.